Think back to when you were a kid. Think back to running around outside, jumping, running, playing, climbing, skipping, hopping, so much more. Do you remember, just, okay, work with me for a second. Do you remember when you'd run around, maybe in the summertime, in your flip-flops or your sandals, and your flip-flops would fall off, and you'd be like scraping your feet all along the concrete? Please tell me you remember this, and not, I was not the only one. Well, guess what? I realize maybe some of us are well into our 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s or, you know, whatever age you are. I know we all remember this. Well, guess what, guys? Kids still have this this problem. And you know what? My guest today took his own footwear problem and he decided to actually do something about it. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly, and this show's all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, a CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who's trying to make a positive impact not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Carter Waugh and his dad, Ryan. (laughs) Carter is the founder of Crits, a customizable flip-flop clog hybrid designed for adventurability, running, jumping, and climbing. He recently had a very successful Kickstarter campaign for his shoe design. And here's the thing. Carter is the founder, visionary, and overall goofball of crits, and he's 11 years old. He's by far the youngest person I've had on this show. He is an active leader with an active imagination. He loves sports and he's a talented lacrosse attack man. He loves his friends, his family, and basically anything that gets him dirty and sweaty. And so he's been the perfect test subject for his creation, the Crits Shoe. Let me tell you, the fact that an 11-year-old had an idea for this business plan, this product, by the way, he was like eight when he got the idea and followed through with it is unbelievable. You are going to be so encouraged and inspired by Carter's story and what he has done and how he is showing other kids that you can be an entrepreneur at any age. Now, without further ado, on to my conversation with Carter. Carter, you officially have the record for being the youngest guest on my show. So congratulations. Welcome to the show. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I'm so excited to have you on. And this is going to be a really fun conversation. So Carter, we're going to just literally skip all the fluff. We're going to dive right in and I'm going to have you give us the Carter 101. So tell us who you are, what you do, how you got to where you are today. Okay, I'm Carter Critwaugh. I love to play lacrosse, skateboarding, golf, tennis, and sometimes basketball. And of course, designing shoes. <laughs> I have to do that. And then um, how I got to where I am today. So why don't I just tell you my story? On that's exactly what that's what I'm going for. I love it. Okay. So I was on a family vacation in the Caribbean, and it was about 9 a.m., and I got my flip-flops, and I just ran outside. I didn't care. I was just, like, climbing trees and stuff. But I was in my flip-flops, so I stubbed my toes. And so I grabbed my Crocs and started running around in them, but they gave me lots of blisters and sweaty feet, and 
Who wants that? No one. So um, I walked up to my dad right here. You can ask him about this. But I walked him. No, I didn't walk you. <laughs> I walked up to him. And I was like, can I make a shoe? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I want to make a flip crit. And he's like, what's this? And I'm like, well, it's a flip flop and a foam clog, but together. And he was really confused. And so um, he told me to write down a business plan. And I was like, what's a business plan? <laughs> I was eight at the time. Yeah, you were eight years old. Yeah, I was eight years old. So he told me what a business plan was. And then um, I wrote one down. And then I came back to him with like three little pieces of paper. It was hotel paper. <laughs> and I gave it to him. And this is actually what I wrote down Oh, you've got your, okay. So for the listeners, y'all can't see this, but this is a laminated copy of y'all stayed at the Meritage. I would really like to go on a Caribbean vacation right now. I'm just saying. (laughs) And we've got these awesome business plans that are just handwritten. And this is fantastic. And I I, want to know though, what is the $400 that you have on your... That was the creation of the LLC and the the startup cast. Oh, yeah. And so we also have Carter's dad here. Hi, Carter's dad. Hi. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, His reaction. What was your reaction? I, well, I wasn't expecting to get an actual plan back, but he, he drew the shoe and I could totally visualize it. And then there was a, I don't know if all the listeners and Molly, you're the phrase emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. right? And there's a, what came out of his business plan and out of this eight-year-old was an emotional intelligence that I just was not really prepared for. It wasn't, wasn't expecting. And he had a very specific mission and a goal for his product and his customers and what he was solving and the way his mind was working, taking two things that he didn't really enjoy individually and taking the things he liked about each one and coming up with a a new design. And I was just so impressed. And so he took his plan to his mom and she was super impressed. And so uh, back in California, where we used to live, we just moved to Texas um, they don't spend a lot of time on entrepreneurship in, at all. Hmm. They don't do anything like and that. so this was a real life thing organically that came out of the mind of an eight-year-old that was like, wow, let's, um, we'll use this as a, I don't know, as a way to show the boys an exercise in entrepreneurship. Yeah. And that's exactly what we've done the last three and a half years in Carter has put in, we do not force him to to do this. He created the shoe on his own. We surrounded him with with consultants and we obviously initially funded his uh, his business, but uh, he, puts, he, he puts in the effort, <laughs> he puts in the time, uh, he has the design, he has a utility, utility patent on his design. He's, I mean, he'll tell you the rest of his story, but um, it just is, very, very, very impressive for an 11-year-old to have, well, starting out at eight, I mean, to have the perseverance and to, to get here is 
Yeah. It's remarkable. It's hard. Well, that that's a couple of the questions that, that I actually wanted to kind of get to. So I'm going to go back a little bit. So here you are, you're in the Caribbean on this family vacation, which I'm currently, I was literally this morning, I was having a conversation with my husband and I was like, I need a kidless vacation in the Caribbean very badly. Or put me on a Disney cruise where I have a place I can drop off my children. I love them. They're a blessing. But I would really like a warm vacation right now. Um, Daddy time. Yes, very much so. Because there's I love my family so much. But there has been a lot of togetherness in the last year. So so there you are. Togetherness. Togetherness. Driving in the car and he's like, togetherness. Togetherness. Brother's like. (laughs) So you didn't like your flip-flops for running because you stub your toe. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure this has happened to you. But like when you're, the thing that I always have like just ingrained in my brain is being a kid and running around in my flip-flops, especially around like the pool or on the sidewalk and the front of your flip-flop bends down and then you scrape your toe against the concrete. It's really fun. It's great. It's a great time. <laughs> and then you... You what? I'll, I'm going to get one of the shoes. <laughs> okay. So when you said that, this can't bend. <laughs> like, if this is protecting your toes, so you won't... If you do that, it won't hurt. So, so yeah. So, again, you were running. You've got the flip-flop. And then you run in the croc. The croc is sweaty. So you went to your dad and you said, I want to invent a shoe that combines the the best features of a flip-flop and the best features of a croc foam type sandal. So talk to me about how you came up with the design for the Flipgrid. Well, I was thinking in my head, I had no idea what any of the materials are. I was just like, we make this and we're done. That's pretty much it. But I was eight at the time, so I didn't know. I thought like you make it really quick and then you just sell it to people automatically. That that's what I that's what I thought because <laughs> you just make a product and it just sells. Like, Here you go. Now give me my money. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, I was like, oh, I could do that easy. But no, it's really hard. It's a big process. So I started out um, going to L.A. with um, a consultant named Kim Thomas. Um, She's awesome. If you're making a shoe in L.A., I recommend her. She's really good. And then um, we went to different suppliers, got many different materials. Um, Why don't I just tell you them? So we have the memory foam footbed wrapped in leather, which is like where your foot goes. And then the outsole, which is the bottom of the shoe, is Vibram. It's actually made for mountaineering, so it's like super grippy. So when you like climb trees or run around, your shoe will grip to the ground. So it's like super comfortable. And then we have sugar foam right here. So it is very, it's eco-friendly. And it's made out of sugarcane from southern Brazil. That's awesome. It's the white part between um, the Vibram and the memory foam footbed. And then covered on top is synthetic leather. So it's easy to clean. You can just get a wet paper towel. If um, any of the people listening have kids, this is perfect. <laughs> and then um, kid the tested. inside is neoprene where it's touching the top of your foot, which is um, super comfortable um, and zero blisters which is perfect and usually no sweaty feet 
And then we have a tow bar inside wrapped in neoprene to keep your foot secure while you're running around. So that, so those are the materials for um, the foot grip. And so back to the story. So I was in LA, I got all these materials. Actually, the memory foam foot bed was actually cork at the time, made out of cork, which was pretty cool. Yeah. We went to the factory, they made a last. So a last is like um, a mold of someone's foot. So what they do with this last is um, they wrap all the materials around it to make like a sample or to actually make a shoe because you have to make lots and lots of different shoes. So they just wrap all the materials around this last. So this last was um, a mold of my foot, which I was like, oh my God, he's a (laughs) genius. How do you do that? It was just, he's been doing this for like 50 years. Yeah. He's actually the last cobbler in the U.S., yeah, his name's Kavork. He's awesome. And so um, he made this first prototype for me. And at first I was like, wow, this is this is pretty good, but we can perfect it. Like there wasn't any arc here and it was just like flat. But um, what I was saying is like I was confident about it. We can per- we can perfect it. So the next day they made another one. And I tried it on. I told them what I wanted and um, don't want. And so they just kept on making shoes. And um, I got one that was really good. And I was like, wow, this is really good. I want this. Like, this is perfect. And then um, they're like, well, you if you want to do it here, it's going to cost over $100 to make. Not to sell, to make. So it would be over like... To $50. Right. $50. That's way too much. No one would be able to buy that. And just for that quality and just, I don't think anybody would buy that. So I thought our journey was over and it was a good experience, but <laughs> I'm done now going back to a normal kid. I had a great idea. I might make another one. And then my grandpa, he um, has his own nonprofit called Breaking Cycles. And um, he was working with this girl named Yachin. She grew up in China. And so um, Yachin asked my grandpa, so how's Chris? And he's like, well, it's not doing too good. Um, everything's just going too expensive. Yeah, going down too expensive. And yeah, yeah I don't think it's going to work out. And then she said, well, um, my dad owns like a couple factories in China. Can you send over his last to my dad's shoe factory? And then we can make a sample. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, of course. And then the news got to uh, me and my family. And well, it wasn't over. That was like a blessing. Yeah. Blessing. I have no idea how he found her. I don't know. But it was awesome. So a couple months later, we flew down to China and um, I met this for the first time. I met this um, another manufacturing consultant in China named Len. She's a really great friend of ours. She's um, super nice and she's my translator too. <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. And the first factory was called Lovejoy. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Lovejoy. And they were awesome. I went inside, met all the people. Everybody was like super nice. I think they were kind of surprised when they saw me. They're like, so the adults made this, right? I was like, <laughs> no, no, me, me. And first they looked at my mom. And I went, no, him. And I was like, hi. <laughs> so um, after a couple of hours, um, we saw the first shoe. And it looked really good. It All the materials were in its right place. It was awesome. And um, it was better than when it was in the U.S. It, I don't know why. It was just their quality is really good for shoes. And so I tried it on. And um, I could have made some tweaks to the shoe. But we obviously did that because we need to make the perfect shoe if someone's buying it. And so um, after a couple of months, I made it perfect. And then they got a new boss, right? Factory sold. Yeah, factory sold, and they got a new boss and everything. And they said, you're too young of a factory. You have to switch factories. And yeah, too young of a company. Not not a person, but a company. I was like, oh, man. Well, we have to go back to China the second time. With, and my, uh, my brother and my mom went to Tahoe. Yeah. <laughs> when we went to China. I was very jealous. Yeah. And they went to the best ice cream place ever. Okay. Back to the story. <laughs> so the next factory was called Dragon. And they were even, like, the people were even nicer at Dragon than they were at Lovejoy. I don't know why. They just were. And then... um. Well, they actually had the shoe ready for me when I walked in. So that was awesome. They gave me a tour and everything. It's really interesting. I watched them make shoes and it was like, how do you learn that? It's a very difficult thing. And it's a skill that people spend years and years putting in. Here, I wrap this around, do that, do that. Okay, here's the shoe. I was like, huh? I don't want to do that, but you can do this for me. You know, we'll pay you. And then, um, so I got the shoe and it was, it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. But compared to Lovejoy's that we've been working on for months, it wasn't, it wasn't as good. So we had to make lots of tweaks and the toe bar was hurting and um, the sizing was off for like a year. a year. Yeah. So it was really hard at first, but after a while, like two years, I finally perfected it to what I to what I have today, and now I'm selling it, and I'm hearing tons of feedback on it, and everybody loves it. Well, I can't make everybody happy, but I'm just saying, a lot of people love it, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was insane. The it was awesome. So, with the length of time. Thinking about the fact that you are 11 years old, you came up with this idea when you were eight. And so the length of time that it has taken from the idea that you had on that vacation with your family all the way to shipping out that first pair, you've learned at a very young age, patience, (laughs) commitment, determination. What have you like, what are the things that you've really taken away from this to really focus and commit to that long-term vision. And, you know, we can talk, we can say about like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a cool shoe. But at the end of the day, like, 
you have you saw a problem that other kids who want to be able to play outside and run and jump and you saw this problem and you figured out a way to fix it and you committed to that. And most kids, I don't think they'd commit three and a half years of their life at such a young age to something like that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, at first I just like, you know, I thought, bam, bam, I'm done. (laughs) Because I see all these people making shoes, but no, I'm reading Joe Foster's book right now that he gave to me and he signed it, which is awesome. And after I finish it, I'm going to interview him, which is like amazing. He's the founder of Reebok. Yeah. You know that brand, but um, heard of it before. Reading his book, Shoemaker. And um, I'm reading his, basically what he did and how his journey was going. And once I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is going to take a while. <laughs> and so at first I was just like, yeah, okay, it's, it's, a, it's a cool idea. I might not be able to do it. I mean, like I'm eight, like who makes a shoe when they're eight? But once I got into it, I started liking shoes. I started liking them a lot. And so um, I've learned, yeah, basically what you said. And I feel like I've gotten more more mature by doing this and um, better at talking to people and um, better at presentations and interviews and podcasts. And I've learned a lot talking to people because I was a little, I wasn't, I wasn't shy. I wasn't shy, but sometimes I was shy to adults. I've learned to like talk to them and understand and have a conversation. So um, that's, those are the main things. Those are really important to me. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break from my conversation with Carter to thank our partner of the show, and that is Mama Suds. Now, I have a question for you. How much time do you spend reading product labels? A good amount? I mean, I do. Well, Mama Suds wants to help you take the stress of research out of your life with their truly safe, non-toxic household cleaning collection. They have everything you need to keep your family and your home clean and safe. Now, I've got two kids, two dogs, a husband, we're moving to a farm. So let me just tell you, my house gets dirty. Now, if you've seen my Instagram stories or if you've read my blog, you know I love Mama Suds all-purpose household cleaner. I use it on everything, counters, cabinets, floors, bathrooms, everything. But the best part about it is that they use plants and minerals to make their products. Absolutely nothing synthetic. The head mama at Mama Suds is Michelle Smith, and she has spent a crazy amount of time tracking down exceptional ingredients so that they are not only safe for you and your family, but sustainable for the planet. Mama Suds wants to inspire you to live a smart, healthy, and sustainable life that brings you joy and peace of mind. You can try them out at mamasuds.com and you can use the code MOLLY for 15% off your order. All right, back to my conversation with Carter. Dad, I've got to ask you, what have you seen in your son over the last three and a half years and how you talked about how he had that emotional intelligence that you'd never really seen, but you know, you've been on this journey with him for the past three and a half years. What are the, some of the things that you've seen and, and maybe you've learned in this process? I think that for as much as he le- has learned, I probably have learned more from, from him than the other way around. 
Um, you know, he's a very special human. He has a, a good way? In a very good way. Okay. <laughs> he's got a, just the way he looks at things and just the positivity that he has, the just seeing the good in, in everybody and everything around him and, and taking, taking those things and the empathy that he has and designing a product around that. Um, I mean, he wrote down his initial mission statement and his purpose to spread happiness, safety, and security to all critters. That was my original idea. And then um, I wrote down my, um, I want this to be a family business. Um, Everybody will be a part of it. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Family is first and always is what he he wrote down. Um, I'm in business because I wanted to start a family business. I mean, all, all of these things that were, I just wasn't expecting to, come out of him. And over the last three and a half years, I think just um, seeing his impact on other people as he has kind of shared this experience with people, you know, he threw up a, a website a couple of years ago. He's got a social media consultant, Ashley, and he's been telling the story and people have followed along with him. Um, he's got over 1100 people in a private Facebook page that followed him and are constantly interacting with him. It's, um, it's just amazing to see the, I don't know, the impact on the, on the world that a young person can have. And that's been, and then also just the, his stick to and yeah. determination to, to get it done. And, um, and it was always, Hey buddy, do you want to do this next step? And do you want to learn I mean, the things that are in there, you know, intellectual property that he knows, uh, profit, um, margin, wholesale, logistics, um, shipping, international freight. I mean, like just the... All of it. Yeah. Crowdfunding, uh, advertising. I mean, all the things that he's he's learning and that he's, he's just taken it in and he is not, um, I mean, there might be times he feels overwhelmed, but he's not really sharing that with us. Um, he has his, well, he has his methods of relaxing and how he, uh, I think it's just sort of his approach to, to life. I find very refreshing and, and fascinating. And, and I, I try to make sure that the company is a reflection of him and a lot of that is rooted in, you know, simplicity. He wants things to be simple so people can understand and appreciate his product and enjoy things and not too complicated. So, right. you know, and, and I think everybody's really enjoyed that. I've seen that in like the factory workers and the managers who meet with him and he, he breaks things down very easily for them. Like this isn't squishy enough. <laughs> And I I sit there and I'm like, oh my God, are they going to like, do they need more information? And then they'll come to mom and I off to the side and they'll say, yeah, you know, it's just so refreshing to work with your, work with your son because I know exactly what he wants. Yeah. And I said, well, give me an example of, 
something that's difficult. They're like, well, we have some designers that if they want it to be squishy, we would get a three page memo on squishiness. <laughs> and, you know, we don't really, we don't really need that. And I, I think part of that is Carter, I think realizes that these people that he's relying on, like you had mentioned, Molly, have spent years and years and sometimes generations making shoes. Right. And, and they have a knowledge that Carter doesn't have of the assembly of what his design is. Right. And, and he's appreciated that. And so he, he interacts with them and treats them, I think, with the respect that they deserve. Yeah. Having not to, I mean, I don't, I don't coach him on that. He just, it's just sort of who he is. Yeah. And so we just sort of watch that interaction. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And that, and now it's just fun. You know, he just shipped out his first, um, you know, almost 2000 pairs of shoes and awesome. he's, already, he's already got almost 500 reviews and 498 of them are like, I love these things. I've loved watching you. Thank you for sharing. These are so awesome. I mean, we're all like just kind of blown away. And we're going to have many, many more. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, that leads me to my final question before the get to know you round. And that is, how can people get a pair of these? Because I, like I said, I've got two kids. Or I've got it. By the time this airs, my, my kids are going to be seven and a half and five. So the amount, and we just bought a farm. So the amount of like running around and grippiness and washability, like these are the things. My son, especially, he destroys his footwear, just destroys it. Yesterday, I was cleaning up his room and picked up not one, but two pairs of shoes that were so worn in the toes that you could stick your fingers inside. Like his toes were physically sticking out of the shoe. And I looked at him and I was like, Amos, can I throw these away? Like these are beyond shot. And he's like, those are my favorite shoes. I was like, buddy, your toes are sticking out. And he's like, but I love them. And yeah, he destroys them. So needless to say, I need to get my my kids some shoes. I don't know if you can see these much. So this is a brand new pair out of the box. Okay, that's that's a brand new one. But okay, I brand like- brand new pair. This is a year old, and you can still see the tread on there. The year old, totally still put together. The tobar. I mean, it's a little dirty, but it is so comfortable. This is completely molded to his foot. Yeah, yeah it molds to your foot. Like after a, the a construction is so. So solid. So for listeners, since you can't see, just so you know, so he was showing me two pairs of shoes, a brand new pair and a a year old pair, and they look almost identical. So the wear is really good. So, so how can people get them? Yeah. So, um, you can go to crits.com, C-R-I-T-T-S.com and, um, grab your pairs of shoes. One or two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And then um, you can also go to Nordstrom.com to buy my shoes. Oh, they're on Nordstrom? Yeah, no, they're that, on Nordstrom. That, that's when we knew things got serious, Molly. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I am definitely. After my, I, um, after my Kickstarter in um, June in 2020, Nordstrom just asked us, so do you want to be in our stores? And I was like, do I want to be in your stores? Did you just ask me that? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really know what they were. And I was like, wow, 
that's cool. Someone asked me to be in the story, but exactly who are they? And my dad's like, one of, one of mom's favorite stories. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, ah, I see. See. So um, that's when I knew. That's awesome. Well, do you have anything on the horizon that we need to be on the lookout for that you can share? Um, tell, tell her about your program. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's probably program. the most important mm-hmm. thing. So I have a program called Crits Cares. And every time someone buys one pair of shoes, $2 goes back to my old elementary school. So um, it was an artful learning school and they're having lots of they're having tough times in COVID and they just need, they need to fund all of their, what they lost. Yeah. And, um, they have music, art, (laughs) so many more that I can't name, like everything. They have like everything except for entrepreneurship. I I know. (laughs) And they have like everything and they need, they need that money. So I'm just like, dollars every time someone buys a shoe so uh that i gave tons of money back to them so back to my community and i was in california so a thousand dollars back to them that's awesome a couple months that is awesome uh, yeah sell a million yeah pairs but of I, shoes. if i can sell a million pairs of shoes i can spread that money all around and you know what i was saying spread happiness safety and security and that's exactly what i'm doing so go buy your pairs of crits <laughs> back to the community i love back it to me my family to the community so go buy your pairs of crits either at nordstrom.com or crits.com that's awesome buy your pairs okay carter now is the portion of the show where i just ask a couple fun get to know you questions before we go so carter are you ready Yes, I am ready. Okay. So you're a sports guy. You play a lot of sports. If you were to become a professional athlete, let's say baseball player, and you are walking up to the plate, what's your walk-up song? What's the song that hypes you up? Gosh, he's got so many songs. <laughs> Ooh, great question. <laughs> yes. He's doing it. And Bobbin. <laughs> um, let's see. There's gonna be so much, so many new songs. But right now, right now, hmm. Probably, I still listen to Holiday, which is like it's Little Nas X. Oh, <laughs> he's talking about Christmas because I love Christmas. Hey, me too. He's rapping. And I don't know, it's just, it, the beat is really good. <laughs> That'd be a fun song to walk yeah. up to. The I like it. I like I mean, it. I- <laughs> okay. When someone makes a movie of your life many years down the road, who do you want to play you in the movie of your life? In the movie of my life. Yeah. Who do you want to play you? Hmm. Someone with orange hair, obviously. <laughs> My son's a redhead, so. So what they need to do, they need to get like a wig, right? That's like this, you know, kind of thin, but not. <laughs> Love their hair, but thin. And then they need freckles, so well, it can be, get an it, orange marker. Well, it'll be holiday by the time. It could be anybody. Yeah, it could be anybody. 
Do you have a favorite actor or a favorite show, an actor on a show you like? Watch. Like I said, I don't really watch TV. Who's your favorite YouTuber? Yeah. Oh, my favorite YouTuber. Oh. Yeah, that's a, I got, I'm, I realize I'm talking to an 11 year old. That's true. <laughs> yeah. need to speak your language. My YouTuber. Um, either my favorite YouTuber or one of like the movies. I'm just going to do both. Let's do both. Why not? So my favorite YouTuber. God, I watch so much of YouTube. <laughs> um, let's see. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. I don't even know who that is, but I trust you. I don't either. He basically what he does is he makes like $33 million a year. Oh, this is the guy that gives away all that money. Yeah, he gives away so much money. He He like bought an island and gave it to somebody. Wow. He gave a million dollars to someone in one day. And and then he and then he made him spend spend it all in 24 hours. And then he also went into this like he made an um a house out of ice, which was like really expensive, and they sat in there for 24 hours with a blanket. That's pretty amazing. And then he gives tons of money, which um, and either uh, yeah, that and then The Rock, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. All right, hey, I can respect that. I can respect that, Carter. Okay, yeah, give him the eyebrow. I want to look big. <laughs> okay, if you had to eat the same food. Every day for the rest of your life. Oh, I already know. Pizza. Pizza. All right. Do you have like a, a just pizza in general? Yep. Just pizza. You just you've never met a pizza you don't like. Not one. I like it. That's my kid. Um. All right. And then my last question. This is the question I ask all my guests, and that is, Carter, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? What it means is that you have to um, persevere, have patience with it. I could take the time out of many years it could be five years 10 years 15 years just to make the shoe company or anything it could be anything yep and so obviously that perseverance is really important and then um care about other people um instead of what you want do what what other people want because if some people don't agree with you what you want you're like what's this but you like it but other people don't so there's some things that i well i i love everything about it almost everything but there's some things that i just focus on the people and what they want and so i've been asking them like so should we keep the stitching white or um for like the crits logo on the side of the shoe or that would be hard because if it's um white white hearts or butterflies or whatever you want, then that'd be hard to see it. So they're like, oh, why don't you just like change it to like cyan or something? I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. So I like, I take the ideas from them, but I also take it from my head. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing. You have to listen to other people, read their comments and... It means you have to learn to not be shy. If you're a shy person, you're gonna have to you have to crack open. You're gonna have to get out of your egg and in your bubble and just <laughs> put yourself out there. I love I, it. I wasn't shy, but I was kind of shy, but I wasn't. <laughs> you know? Maybe so you were feeling that on the inside. I just went. Whoa, <laughs> under the world, and then I saw this amazing 
amazing idea. And then I made tons of people happy and it, it feels good. That's awesome. It feels good. But sometimes people don't believe me. That's really annoying. They're like, <laughs> so you have a shoe company. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, prove it. And I'm like, oh, man. business card, shoe, website. There you go. And they're like, oh. <laughs> like, you got to believe me. I, I, I'm truthful. <laughs> Carter, you're awesome. You're a pretty <laughs> awesome 11 you. year old. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for um, Carter's dad. I'm just going to keep referring to you as Carter's dad this entire time. <laughs> Good dad. Carter's dad. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for the work that you're doing. And thank you for your perseverance and hard work. And I can't wait to get some crits for my kids because Yay. goodness knows they need them. So thank you guys so much for being on here. Thank yeah, so th- Thank you so much for having me. I would love to know what you loved about this episode or if there was something that you learned. If you do, let me know on social media. You can find me at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to use the hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. Another thank you to our partner of the show, Mama Suds. Don't forget to use that code Molly for 15% off and shop at mamasuds.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you're a first time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to visit the archives for past shows featuring incredible entrepreneurs and business owners who are quite literally changing the world with their businesses. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for tuning in week in and week out. And thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, or basically wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe or follow button to make sure you never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you take a moment to leave a review? Leaving a review of the show helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is personally impacting you. This show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening and go do something good with purpose on purpose.